Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Hello, Ash. I won't call you Ashley because that is not your name. No. As we established the other day. Um, <laughs> shortly before the intro music came in for a second time due to user error. So we are joined by the Mad Lad from Dockside Media. Not Mad Lads, unfortunately, today. So we've got Tyler with us, but not Chris. How are you doing, Tyler? Oh, Greg, Ash, great to be here. Never been better. Sad that Chris Rupert couldn't make it, but uh, yeah, happy that I could I could be here with you guys, man. I just yeah. It's always a pleasure and just fun coming on and talking with you guys. I love what you're doing and the energy and spirit you guys are bringing to this, this topic of, of studying UAP. We love chatting to you as well. From the moment we first spoken to you, I think this is about the third time you've been on now, and it's always fun. It is always fun. And like I've said to you before, the amount of passion that you bring to the podcast and obviously to, to your documentaries is a sight to behold. People don't see the, the video version. So we're, we're, we can all see each other. We're having this like little bromance across the, the, across the pond and it's late at night and oh, it's... Oh, I feel all good. I feel all good. <laughs> calm down, Greg. Calm I know, down. Sorry. I'm hoping I can it's, energize you like that, dude. It's been um, a long. It's been a long day. It's thank been a you long so much. Day. Yeah, um, for the compliment, so. Yeah, no, we we do love chatting to you, and you interact with us on social media all the time, and we love that. So, yeah, how are you doing? And how is Chris? Chris and I are doing well. We're, we're really thrilled. You know, we just released In Plain Sight, the intelligence community of UFOs on October 18th. It's available yes. on Amazon, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, Microsoft, Vudu, and Vimeo. So hopefully your listeners out there, depending on their location throughout the world, they should be able to find it on one of those platforms. Yes. And man, the, the feedback we've been getting so far has just been truly humbling and the experience of going and meeting with these, you know, ex or a retired CIA and former counterintelligence officers, uh, you know, it was just, it was a really adventurous, fun uh, production. And then Chris Rupert just did his thing, man, where he's Michelangelo and he just chipped away the rough edges and, and created this ultimately, uh, we think really, interesting, informative, entertaining, and thought-provoking documentary uh, that people can, yeah, enjoy and have some new information and food for thought. Definitely. And I refuse to believe there's any rough edges in that documentary that Chris had to smooth out. I refuse to believe that. Knowing you two now for such a long time, I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. That's true. You are a really good judge of character. So (laughs) I won't. So I guess, you know, you are speaking the truth. I meant it in so much. I guess he trimmed the fat like there there was there was, uh, you know, not all the footage from these hour long interviews or hour and a half long interviews with these different people. We just can't include it all. So he does a great job of interweaving it into uh, something that's just much more 
yeah, enjoyable. And I think you can internalize it better and understand it better versus watching, you know, maybe five hour long interviews straight. It's just not the same thing. That was one thing that I noticed when, when I watched it, that it's very similar to your other documentaries that you, you, you see it from the different people's points of views and the, like the stories are interwoven sort of. So you'll hear a bit from one person, you'll hear a bit from another. Um, and I, I like, I like that style. And I, I do think that each of your documentaries, the production values, it all looks even slicker each, each one. They're always good. Even right from the start, they were good. Um, but this one, I I thoroughly enjoyed um, watching for definite, for definite. Good information, stuff that I hadn't heard before. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We, um, tell, tell us about how you got to talking about In Plain Sight and the, the CIA sort of side of it. Sure. So... <clears throat> You know, we've been Dockside Media. We've hit the ground running here since we started back in August, uh, like August 16th of 2021, when we filmed Anjali's press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial here, mm-hmm. and we ended up using it in our first doc, uh, Conscious Contact Full Disclosure. And so this one, in no uh, November of 2021, I believe, I saw that... Uh, well, one, the first was Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure, about telepathy, uh, extraterrestrials, UFOs, and the like. The second was the Ghost of Gettysburg. So we went yes. uh, to like the paranormal route and historic route with Gettysburg Battlefield, which is for uh, the world listeners. So that's uh, just an important battle in the, the Civil War here uh, in the U.S. Um, uh, so, yeah, a lot of people just met some tragic, untimely deaths. Then we went to Secrets of the Sasquatch, so we uh, explored some big, uh, Bigfoot um, uh, experiencers and anthropologists and uh, went on campouts uh, and, and did some of our, our, our own investigating. And then, so yeah, here we are. We, we're going back to, it's like, oh man, yeah, we're go- let's go back to UFOs and aliens. In November of 2021, I saw retired CIA, CIA officer John Ramirez had been giving some different interviews on like YouTube. He had a PowerPoint presentation that it was like rel- very long. Um, he did, and then he like videoed this presentation. And also he ran the presentation by the CIA beforehand and they signed off on it. And they didn't necessarily say, hey, everything he's saying is true. But they said, oh, well, we approve of you saying the CIA signed off on this basically. So I'm like, yeah, this, that's just crazy. Saw he was doing this stuff in the UFO community. It was like, Chris, man, we should, yeah, we should do a documentary, you know, about the intelligence community and UFOs. So we came up with the title, got an interview with him in January of 2022 here. Then that uh, led to the next person I interviewed was MUFON field investigator, Jesse Peak. So you guys are familiar with MUFON. So he's mm-hmm. a, a field investigator here in in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, we happen to notice that he has a podcast and he's just very active in the, the UFO community. Mm-hmm. Um, so we interviewed him and he's ex-Army uh, National Guard. So he's ex-military as well. So he understands, you know, protocols and, and everything. Uh, th- from there, we went and interviewed Roswell 
author and expert Tom Carey. My man, my man's written over twelve or has written twelve uh, books on Roswell. Interviewed over six hundred first and second hand witnesses to Roswell, and he was doing this starting in the nineties, where he didn't have Google right to look up these people and addresses. I mean, we're talking some serious legwork using phone books, pay phones, wow. just you know, like old school like journalism and investigating. Uh, so kudos to him. Uh, he, he was just a plethora of knowledge and great to interview. Uh, from there, we interviewed Eric Mintel, who's a paranormal investigator and experiencer. Um, he brought a lot of great uh, knowledge and stories to the, to the doc. And then finally, uh, the last interview was like in April there of 2022 of former Air Force Office of Special Investigations counterintelligence officer, Richard Doty. And man, like it just, yeah, I, I was saying to Chris before we got him, just like, bro, we've got great interviews. We've got great footage. We need somebody else in that intelligence community. And I'll be damned if fate, like destiny, we didn't manifest. Uh, yeah. Getting a, an opportunity to interview Richard Doty and Easter egg. You boys will appreciate this since you watched the other docs. Yo, we, I ended up interviewing him at Sue Walker's house. They didn't, they didn't know each other. Like they're not familiar with each other. No, like it, it just not at all, but just the way logistics were working and, and, um, whatever. I just took it. I was like, Hey Sue, any chance you and Otter would mind if I uh, filmed an interview at your house with Richard Doty and explained a little bit about him? And they're like, oh my gosh, absolutely. No, we'd love that. We'd love to see you. They're just super great people. So yeah, flew in uh, to to um, Albuquerque, New Mexico, dr- get in at 11 p.m. at night, drive three and a half hours through the night down to Roswell because I'm like, bro, I'm getting up when the sun rises and getting like drone footage of the sun rising and, and footage of like the Roswell sign along the highway. I'm just like, bro, I'm in the state. I'm not, we're just not going to get like stock footage of Roswell. I can shoot this stuff. So yeah, slept in my car for two hours, got up, shot, filmed that, drove straight back up to Sue's house, three and a half hours away, get there at like noon. Uh, Richard shows up at one. I, I uh, think it takes like, two hours or so front to back to conduct the interview. So you zip back to the uh, airport, hop on the plane at like three 30 or whatever it was. And like fly back home. It was, it was madness, but dude, if like, if there's one thing Dockside media does, it's man, we're putting our best foot forward. Like we, we, whatever we try our best and let the chips fall where they may, but man, I can catch up on sleep tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like what else can I talk to these people get footage of Roswell. So um, yeah, like that was just kind of how all those interviews got strung together. And then when, after Richards, I'm like, Chris, dude, we, we've got enough. Do your thing, do your magic. Awesome. And he had done a great job because it is like an interview style documentary, but the way it's put together, it's really engaging. Like say, like Greg said, the, the interview is sort of woven together, telling a lot of different stories, the different sides of, each person's experiences and sort of investigations. So how you sort of mentioned how did you get about the guests? So when you message the guests to sort of get them on, are they quite open to sort of being on on the show? Being well being interviewed to, to come on. Are they quite happy to to be interviewed? 
yeah, nine times out of ten. You know, like I, I'm just opening up front. Hey, we're making this documentary called In Plain Sight, the Intelligence Community and UFOs. Hey, we'd love to uh, sit down with you for an interview uh, and use, you know, use your story and experience in the documentary. If that's something you're interested in, I can schedule a flight. Yep. Within a week or two. And, and you know, like I just, uh, we hit the ground running. So a lot of times these people are, yeah, just a lot. Yeah. Open to it. They're, it's, I've just been very fortunate. And even the ones that say no, it's still dope that they're even responding to me, whether it's like Lou Elizondo or uh, Chris Mellon or people just like, Hey, you know what? I don't have the bandwidth, but good luck with the doc. And so I'm just like, yo, that's, that's dope. That's um, nice. We're doing one on, uh, we, we, we keep saying we, we want to do one on remote viewing and yeah, it was like, Oh man, I just, I've reached out to some people to try and schedule those interviews heard back here. Uh, yeah. From what, like Russell Targ or whatever, who's like, you know, one of, him and how put off like birthed remote viewing here. This dude's 88. My man responded same day to me said, Hey, you know, he's like, uh, yeah, it was just, it, it I, I don't think it's going to suit. Um, but either way, like I said, I'm just always tickled pink that these people are even re- replying to me. So I don't take it personally. And they've all been real nice. Like at least say, Hey, like great. You know, best of luck with the, with the documentary. So that's cool. That's awesome. And I know when we've spoken before, you you kind of, things sort of just seem to happen and it, it all sort of falls into place. So when you just mentioned about doing the interview at Sue Walker's house, that's just like things aligning at the right time. And uh, and like you said, she she's lovely. And that comes across in the documentaries that she's lovely. Um, but yeah, to... I know we've talked about like manifesting and which is a bit of a buzz buzzword at the moment, but I know it's something that things line up for a reason, good things happen and that kind of stuff. And it, it definitely from speaking to you, these things do sort of seem to drop when they need to um, for you. So it is awesome. It is awesome. And like I said, the, 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 the style of this one's really Really good and is thoroughly engaging as always. Slick, it looks slick, um, which goes a long way because I know with some documentaries, um, you see them and you go, "Oh, you give, you give it ten minutes and then yeah, I'll yeah. see what else is on." But with with these ones, it is really engaging and there's been a lot of hype. Uh, another doc- documentary came out in the last couple of weeks called Moment of Contact. It's just been had a lot of hype and released a lot of fanfare, and I think your 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 guys should be having the same amount of fanfare because the quality is definitely is there to be. Everyone needs everyone should be watching this. Yeah, Dude, definitely. I'm gonna cry hearing that. I've been <laughs> I've been wanting to just I just I know Moment of Contact came out. James Fox he created a film or yeah made directed uh, film the uh, the phenomenon right really one of the the biggest, most popular UFO documentaries of late that got a lot of people interested uh, in this topic. So with him, with his releasing on the same day as ours from the same distribution company, right? 1091 Pictures. um, uh, Yeah, I've just been really interested to hear anybody's feedback on kind of how it stacks up. Uh, Because I was pleasantly surprised, and this is no knock 
on James Fox or Moment of Contact. But like as I'm looking at these on like on Amazon, I'm like, yo, Chris, bro, ours is available in 4K, like ultra high definition, and it's rated PG 13, which one, I I don't know if that's an error or what, but like all our other docs you self-submit and they're like 13 plus, right? But it shows up on all the platforms as PG 13. So I you know, it's like they it was sent to the MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, whatever. They watch yeah, they had people watch it and then give a rating on it on what so I'm just like, dude, it legitimizes us massively. I if if it's a fortunate mistake, I don't care how it came to be. But it's sick that our docs in 4K and rated PG 13 and moment of contact right there beside it is in 1080p um and NR, like not rated. I'm like, bro, what world are we living in? This is two guys. You know, their budget was probably, I don't even know, a thousand times what ours was and probably took, I I don't know, but maybe like two years or something, three years to put together. It's like, dog, we did this in five interviews over a few months. We had this done forever. We, you know, we have to wait for distribution to do all the stuff that they do. But um, it's just cool that we can even whatever, kind of be in the same ballpark. So that's dope, man, that, you know, you made that comment there, Ash, without me having to like solicit it out of you. So thank you. Well, you did before the podcast, but we won't, we won't cover that. <laughs> I did. This will be trimmed out. This will be yeah, trimmed yeah, out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So in the UK, it is in 4K UHD as well um, in plain sight. Whereas like you mentioned – on Prime Video, it's only 1080p for moment of contact. So definitely cool. With regards to the ratings, it, it doesn't show me the ratings in the UK. It does. It just I don't know what it, what it all means. But we have we have similar kind of ratings. Over yeah, same amount of classifications over here. It might not be sort of classified over here yet. Maybe. Yeah. So gotcha. a lot of documentaries aren't. To be fair. Then yeah. they're sort of like yeah. most exempt That's or why something. when I yeah. saw it, I was like, oh bro, this is insane. Awesome. Like, dude, none of none of these have this. And I'm like, you know, my brain, I just start spinning electrons trying to manifest, dude. I feel like this makes it more marketable to like Netflix or HBO Max Definitely. or somebody like that. It's like, oh dude, this thing has a PG thirteen stamp on it. This is like legit. Yes. So I don't know. Definitely. I'm hoping something like that happens. And we'll 4K. See. 4K is a big seller to me, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I'm only watching it on a small screen, but it's that's a selling point for me. I like watching stuff in 4K. Um, but also, what I love about U2 is, um, one of the many things I love about U2, is the fact that your documentaries, they're each on different essentially different subjects or a different version of the subject. So the Sasquatch, you've got the Ghost of Gaysburg, you've got In Plain Sight, and you've also got um, Conscious Contact as well. So you've, you haven't just stuck to, we're doing UFO documentaries all the time. Um, it's, it's great that you've tackled other subjects because Sasquatch is, is, a big one for me. I, I find that fascinating. I don't know massive amounts, but we've spoken to loads of people on the podcasts about their experiences. So it's it's good to 
to get that side. And Sue Walker features on Secrets of Sasquatch as well, um, which is which is awesome to see her on there as well. But yeah, that that is the one thing you you can't pigeonhole you in UFO documentaries or however. So that is another thing you you guys tackle those whereas other people and other documentary makers might just go down the the one route um so hats off to you guys there because it's it's never easy to to tackle loads of different subjects for definite because i know we me and ash struggle sometimes when we're having to speak about stuff and all these different versions of sometimes the same thing but it's it's cool that you you're prepared to tackle different subjects. That's that speaks volumes. Thanks, man. That's what's up. We try our best, and we, you know, so far, and and our plan is to continue to do it. Is that, you know, we we like keep we keep our personal views and opinions out of these documentaries. Like we realize we're just, you know, we're not experts on this subject matter. So we find the experts and people who've had these unique personal experiences. And, you know, we, we only do these interviews with people that we feel are sincere and genuine and sincerely, you know, believe what that these are the experiences they have. We're not looking to just make, you know, wild content, uh, that is just made up. Um, so that would that would be easy to do as well. It would be. It would be. But at that point, it's like, oh, Chris, well, I don't need to go fly places. We'll just write it ourselves and I'll just, you know, I'll do the like the acting for it and <laughs> say everything. Um, so we don't rely, you know, we're relying on these experts. So I think that's what allows us to tackle all these various subjects where, yeah, we're just kind of following our heart um and and interviewing people that you know, I've had these really, really neat, neat stories and journeys. Um, yeah. And letting them, you know, giving them a platform to share it with the world and then help to stigma, destigmatize these topics and let other people talk about them more openly to hopefully get us more answers. It's been, it's hard to ignore when you've got like ex CIA or ex Air Force employees that are willing to go on camera and put their sort of their experience on at stake to say, I'm going to come out and talk about this. Like I could get a lot of comeback on this. Uh, I could get obviously a lot of negative stuff and that like, we do get in this subject. And then to put their sort of professional reputation at risk to come forward, you've got to take note when people are doing that to think, hang on, there's got to be something to this. So that's just, yeah, it's good to have that in there as well. Definitely. Definitely. I, I must, um, I must, also congratulate you because like other documentaries that i've seen recently there's a lot of asking the questions so the person is also asking the question saying what did you see what did... whereas with yours because it's like an eyewitness testimony the person's just telling their their account that you're not leading them with a question or anything like that it's just they tell you what has gone on which I think lends credibility as well because there's no you're not trying to pursue the narrative they're they're sort of talking and it goes where they take it rather than you going right I want to take it down this route which is which is another 
credible sort of way of storytelling. For, for in my mind, I like that because you kind of go, "Well, this person's just sort of free, free reign in their conversation." Um, so that I love that. Thanks, man. And yeah, that's again kudos to Chris. Uh, Rupert, he just does a great job. Like I said, you know, there's a lot of footage that's on the cutting room floor, but it's just, we're constantly amazed that when we get these interviews, just, I don't know, like they just happen to be talking. A, A lot of times they bring up the same subjects and it's a beautiful thing that Chris yeah, he can just see the commonalities uh, and threads in these people's stories, to, to uh, yeah, to interweave them into like this really this really great documentary. And for the people listening, one thing I think that we also try and do a really good job of is, uh, well, one we're like we're filming these people with three different cameras. We've got like two on tripods and a third uh, on a gimbal. So we have some moving like movement in our camera shots. And so we've always, since the beginning, tried to do a good job of even though it's the same person talking, boom, it'll keep kind of bumping to different camera angles. So it's not just getting stale, you know, then throwing some B-roll to, you know, to, to give um, you a visual representation of what the, the person on screen is talking about. And it's just, I love just shooting it with the three cameras and being able to bounce between all three in this really neat way that with like the, the, you know, TikTok in this day and age with everybody having a super short attention span, you know, I, I feel like that's what helps our documentaries be effective is that we kind of keep the, the screen moving so that, people can stay engaged when they have short attention spans. And I really like, and I think one of my strengths is that, you know, I go into these interviews with just a very open mind, non-judgmental and just good vibes, right? Like just this positive mindset. And I think it allows these people to feel very comfortable sharing about some personal stuff that could be embarrassing. And so you know, I love interviewing these people and just getting them in a good headspace where they can talk comfortably in front of a camera or multiple cameras because, and lights and, you know, they got a mic on. It's just, you know, you could be the most genuine, sincere, honest person on the earth, but appear nervous in front of a camera. And it just, the audience can feel that and see it. So yeah, I, I just love, um, yeah, I like getting everybody, you know, pumped up and, and hey, man, we're here to have fun and share, you know, share your stories. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do our best. And that's yeah. it always comes out. It's so far has come out really good. Kind, kind of on that note, and I'm going to make another comparison to Moment of Contact. Just because I watched both documentaries, like literally within hours of each other, so they're both, well, over, over a few days ago, both fresh in my mind. And talk about sort of the content of yours a little bit as well. In moment of contact, there's there's a being that's captured, and they take it to the wherever. And in your documentary, you're talking to Richard Doty, and he talks about a being that's been captured. He sees it on the screen, sort of being interviewed. Uh, so I mean, you said that you don't really make judgment on on the, what the stories people tell you, and obviously, someone coming out and saying that where they're walking to a room on in a fifty one. And then on the screen, they've got a alien effectively 
in a on camera being interviewed telepathically by two two officers. I mean, what what a story! What and, and this goes far beyond like seeing lights in the sky type experiences. This is we have a captured being, and like again, like moment contact has a, a captured being. In plain sight has a captured being. It's like <laughs> this is is this happening? Is this do do we have multiple? beings being captured it really makes you think like is is this happening now that's true that's a crazy synchronicity um and yeah i don't know what are the odds that 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 that's what comes out um uh, number one i'll say i know that richard doty he's counterintelligence and he admits that his job uh, Kirkland Air Force Base was to disinform the public when people had sightings that were, were UFOs. He would try to inform them that what they saw was top secret aircraft and to keep it to themselves for, you know, be a good American, a good patriot. And if they saw, uh, yeah, the other way, top secret tech, they would try and convince them that it was actually a UFO and to keep it keep it quiet again to not stir the public. So, you know, he readily admits that that was his job and what he did. My gut feeling from interviewing him, he seemed very, very human to me. Uh, It seemed very disarming, very sincere, was nervous, like before the interview, not like super nervous, but like a human being is before cameras are about to go on and lights and mm. hooking up a mic. You know, it's like, oh man, this is a, you know, a little nerve wracking. Um, Chris always mentions what he saw, uh, not being at the interview, but then going through the footage to, to edit the doc uh, was like, Richard's just very kind of, matter of fact, kind of giving a presentation, almost like he's just recalling these, you know, events from his memory. Uh, And it's neat that, you know, there's times that would come up throughout the interview where he's talking and then he would pause and be like, you know what? I can't go into that any further. Um, So uh, yeah, it was just, it was really, um, but yeah, my gut feeling, I didn't I didn't feel misled or anything like that. I didn't feel like he was just trying to dis, uh, disinform me to what end I really don't know. Um That's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and I wouldn't be surprised if given his past maybe he's trying to turn over a new leaf now. Um I just I wouldn't be shocked if that are his motives for, you know, talking about this. One thing I was going to ask you or is actually going to say is that you've just been mentioning about the fact that you've got these people you didn't they they're a little bit nervous before they go on camera um and such like and there's something about being able to look somebody in the eye when they're telling you an account of something that's been going on we we although we do audio only on our podcast we we have the video like we've got now so you can see the people and you can get a feel when they're telling you uh, an experience or or their information they're giving you, unless they're pathological and they're, they're like these trained agents, I suppose. But they, um, you, 
can get a sense of what they're saying, whether or not it's real, whether or not they believe what they're saying, because that that's a that's another thing. Do they believe what they're saying so much that what they're saying is actually false, but they believe the account? Because I know we've on podcasts before we've talked about Bob Lazar. Uh, again, quite a divisive character in the the whole of the UFO community. But it's do you believe him and does he believe what he's saying or does he believe his version of what's being said? So seeing somebody's eyes and having that conversation with them and like yourself, you, you're filming it from three different angles and you're with them in the room, you should be able to to tell quite quickly whether or not they're telling you a bit of a what we would say in the UK is a pork pie (laughs) but uh, or telling porkies as we we say but there is something to the genuineness you can get from somebody when you're when you're face to face eye to eye with them and I think that's something that you don't get when you're just recording something over a phone or or, or speaking to him that way because you just don't get that feeling. So, yeah, I think from, from knowing you now for, for the long time that we have, um, that comes across in all the documentaries that I don't get the impression that you would put stuff in there if you didn't believe what they were saying was their version of the truth. Exactly. Yeah, Chris and I, exactly. Yeah, we're just... We're just not in the business of, yeah. Um, yeah, and we get like just putting out false information that we know is is absolutely it just doesn't feel right, and I don't know. I've always uh, like I've always had a pretty good memory and just a knack for when people like just when I talk with people, I just for whatever reason, if there's an inconsistency. And it could be like something they said seven weeks ago, and then they say something today. And it's something like very innocuous. Like, I mean, it has n- nothing of import of importance or anything, but just like it pings my radar. I'm like, dude, that's not consistent with, you know, what was, and then it just gives me pause. And um, so knock on wood so far, I have not had just any issues with, with these people uh, that, that I've interviewed. I mean, they that's all- funny seem to just be very genuine and sincere and Chris and I right we would not be yeah we just would we're not in the business of just putting out uh yeah interesting stories that are obviously you know these people made them up yeah. so and the, the, the kind of people you're you're talking to especially on the latest one with the ex-military they these people have like Ash said they've got potentially a lot to lose by saying what they're saying so it's not something that they would take lightly i don't think either um so to to put something out there that they talk about across social media and on other me like media outlets or types of forms of media if, if one thing came out as a a false hood or or something like you said an inconsistency in the story nowadays people would just crucify them online um and that, that's one way that they would just lose all their legitimacy so yeah i I, th- I think the fact that you you speak to these people and 
they do like Sue Walker, for example, when you listen, if you were just to read her story without seeing her say it or recount all of these interactions she's having and, and the drawings she's done, um, you could kind of go, that's just, that sounds way out there. But when you, you see her on film and she's, she comes across a completely lovely lady and, and sounds absolutely genuine. And like, why would you make, why would you make, you couldn't even make it up. It's that fantastical, some of it. And you go, well, yeah. It, yeah, it comes and I across. love for her. She's always just like, ah, man, yeah. I mean, if she wasn't talking about that stuff, she'd be your grandma. She's just like oh, a absolutely. super, just a really thoughtful, um, yeah, kind, well-rounded, level-headed, uh, curious, like individual. Just and just nice and thoughtful. Like I said, I mean, um, so it's it's just yeah it's amazing like you said to see her talk and share these experiences it's like dude i'll be damn i mean i i would bet my last dollar that she would pass a polygraph test you know like she's not saying this stuff just to make some fanciful story and i and i remember reading stuff somewhere on some thread on reddit where whatever somebody um had mentioned maybe she was trying to make money or whatever and you know, they went through like the source code on her website and all this stuff. They're like, yo, if, if she is trying to make money, she is doing a horrible job. <laughs> there, were, there is, there is, but, but, but like went through all these different things that anybody apparently, you know, with, with half a brain cell that's trying to, you know, just generate money off like uh, false content, whatever there, they had this whole thing. Like, dude, she's obviously not doing that. This looks like this is, yeah, she's just trying to share her experience and story the best she can. So, yeah, it was awesome that fate, destiny, you know, saw fit to have our paths cross because it was cool. I mean, if I don't meet her, right, we don't end up doing Secrets of the Sasquatch then because, like, she was in Conscious Contact Full Disclosure. But we we don't – something she said during the Conscious Contact Full Disclosure interview – sparked something in me that was like, Oh, a couple of weeks, Chris, we should do secrets of the Sasquatch. I think I can go back and interview Sue. Um, and same deal. Like I don't, yeah, just the way events unfolded without saying much, you know, honestly, we most likely don't have Richard Doty's interview. If it's not for Sue Walker, right. Letting it's just, it's like the weirdest of things. It's like, yeah, the truth is stranger than fiction, man. I couldn't have scripted this any better. Um, but somehow, Sue, uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure meeting her. And yeah, it's just been really cool, man. I say sometimes people just come into your life out of nowhere and it kind of shapes shapes the rest of your journey on that down that path. Like me, me and Ash... We literally met on a Facebook poker admin group. And then two years later, we're just about to celebrate our second anniversary of the podcast. We've got our 100th episode coming up next week. All sorts of stuff. And if it hadn't been this contact in that poker admin group at that point, 
Mm, the world would not have had us three talking <laughs> yeah. together in October 2022 about your documentaries, Sue Walker, everything. So sometimes things line up just right for no apparent reason at the time. Synchronicity. And I know we, we've spoken about that when you mentioned it earlier, and I'd forgotten what the word was. Synchronicity. It's a cool word. Isn't it? Dude, it's nuts. So far, darn near every single po- podcast we've been on, there's been some sort of synchronicity in something in the dock that was that was seen. Uh, I think it was like Savita the Starseed on her podcast. Mm-hmm. That Eric Mantel's story of seeing five orbs really resonated with her. She had had an experience and it was just, it was wild to just see like, Oh man, I didn't think anybody else had this five orb experience and which led her to contact John Ramirez, the CIA officer, right? Uh, Retired CIA and him talk to her about orbs and the significance of the five and just like just wild stuff, man, that I would have never dreamed of. And there was other there's just multiple, multiple synchronicities that darn near every podcast has had. For this one, I would say, man, I've been hoping somebody would would compare moment of contact to uh, in plain sight the intelligence community of UFOs, and Ash drops that on us right in the beginning. Oof. So Oof. you know that yeah. was, I would say, yeah, also a, a dope synchronicity. And um, what else? Oh, check this out, guys. I'll hit your listeners with this. So I'm on a podcast the other day and this, it was Deb's data dojo. If the listeners are familiar with her, but she watched the doc. She was friend or she knows John Ramirez communicates with him. Some like separately of me is just kind of a, yeah, synchronicity, a coincidence. She asked, she, she talks to him, calls him on the phone, talks to him before the podcast and gets his, like she was like, John, yeah, can I get a, like a, a statement from you on on this documentary? And he was like, Yeah, uh, just real nice saying, man. Tyler was super professional. This, you know, is is very high quality and production value. And he mentioned he was like, I was very pleasantly surprised to see or and hear other people talking about information that you had to be read into to know. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like, so it was just, you know, all these people appear genuine, but it was just dope hearing this, you know, whatever. The the, the guy I had interviewed, like, and I didn't go back to him and say, hey, you know, this is just like no contact, really. Um, I let him know the doc dropped. He was like, hey, you know, thanks so much. Uh, But yeah, so to just hear this from, you know, from this other podcast host that she spoke to him and said these things, it's like, oh, dude, that's, that's just really, really, really fascinating and cool. That's cool. And uh, talking about synchronicities uh, and different podcasts, because we, we spoke to who is now someone I converse with quite a lot about podcasting, Jeremiah, on the What If They're Wrong podcast. And I said to him, you should you should speak to these two. Um, and it turns out that he sort of grew up near you guys. And it's, it's all mad that all these yeah, people. Yeah, like a 15-minute drive or something. It's yeah. crazy. 
he was like, yeah, I'm just down the road. I was like, what? So I, I chat to him quite a lot on Facebook and, and Instagram, just about podcasting and, and such like. And it's just like this sort of web of people that either know each other or there's different sort of like links to each other. It's, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. It, it so, is. Yeah. And it's just, I mean – Ah, yeah, it's just so much smaller than you think, right? Like you think 7.8 billion people, dude, that's that's mind-boggling. But dude, we are uh we had a few social media posts that back on October 18th we put out whether it was the poster or the trailer, and, you know, we did it on Reddit and and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Dude, a week later here or oh, I guess a week uh, and one day, eight days later, dude, they went over 250,000 news feeds, bro. 250,000 feeds. That's what the metrics show. Uh, organically. Like we didn't pay to sponsor these boosts, like organically. And I'm like, dude, Chris, dude, you realize out of 7.8 billion people, that's like one out of every 31,000 people are aware of this documentary <laughs> like mad. or came across their feed one out of every 31,000 and i don't know like i dude that just that blows my mind bro it's like yo all these football uh, american football or or european football games you know if there's 31,000 people at that stadium bro one person knows the dockside media in that baby or if there's 60,000 two people know so i'm just but- like dude it's crazy how uh, connected the world is man we got so like a medium sort of size decent sized town in the uk has probably got around 30 to forty thousand people so that that's essentially one person in every major town in the uk in every hamlet town, have have heard of you guys or seen it online somewhere so that's astonishing really and a few times out across the world that's that's mental. That is Dude, mental. it's crazy, man. It it's uh yeah. I just never would have thought some you know, something like that, you know, is possible beyond my wildest dreams. So yeah, we just keep swinging for the fences, man. And worst case scenario, we strike out. But like the cool thing about life is dude, like unless I don't go back up to the plate, like, yo, we we keep going. You know what I mean? Like I can strike out all day long, but it's not over until I yeah, until I say it's over, until I'm not going back up to the plate. So uh, it's been a great journey for us in making all these documentaries and meeting all these people like you and these people with these these uh, just very personal and interesting experiences. Uh, like it's helped make me a more well-rounded individual. Like I have no doubt in this past year, yeah, I'm just a more open-minded, non-judgmental, respectful person. I was like, I feel I was high on that spectrum to begin with, but you know, you can just always get bad. You know, you can always improve. So it's been great doing what we're doing. And, and it's been neat to watch Chris grow as well because he's uh, just much more skeptical uh, than me. And I'll be darned if he hasn't become much more open-minded and a little bit more optimistic at times. I think my my positivity might be wearing off on him a bit. Uh, so it's been great for both of us. And it almost seems like the phenomenon, like 
directs or nudges or calls these different people to it, right? I mean, Chris and I weren't highly fascinated with this type of stuff growing up, UFOs and ETs. Like I always thought, ah, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's something else out there. The universe is a big place, but I never really committed a lot of brain power to it. So it, it was, yeah, it was insane to just feel compelled and led to film the first one and, and snowball from there. Um, yeah, we wouldn't have, we would have never guessed this, you know, five years ago, two years ago, a year and a half ago. I mean, it's literally only been like just over a year, really. And you've had the four documentaries picked up. I mean, that's just astonishing. And it's, and they're all really good. So it's just like, it is an amazing journey. And obviously, literally, what, 14 months you've done, you've been doing all this, which is just crazy. And I think last time you had, you were on, you're talking about another documentary that you were planning or recording, which is Ghosts in the Graveyard, Pure Pandemonium. Any update on, on that one? So, Destiny has, well, that that doc almost feels cursed, which only compels us that much more to, to do it and film it. So, we had a camp out, a haunted camp out. So, it's Ghosts in the Graveyard, Pure Pandemonium. For the listeners out there, the reason it's called that, uh, there's a haunted cemetery out in the middle of nowhere in the ghost town of Pandemonium, Pennsylvania. Which, if you're not familiar, pandemonium is Latin for abode of demons. So all this stuff is a great setup. Like, dude, this doc writes itself. I already interviewed the author, an author and a historian on this place. And so there's some great uh, just figures, like uh, uh, paranormal figures and ghosts and whatnot that have been witnessed uh, in the area for a long time, as well as just a great history about this town and the people that met these untimely, you know, uh, tragic ends, right? Like back in the 18, uh, like 1800s and early, very early 1900s, uh, before the, the town disappeared. So September, we have it set up. Everybody's getting ready to go. Paranormal investigator, a, a bunch of uh, adventurous people. Chris gets like deathly ill two days before. He always chimes in and is like, oh, dude, I wasn't deathly. I'm like, bro, I kept saying, oh, 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 dude, don't tell me you can't go yet. We got another two days. You might, you might recover. And he's like, bro, I, I just keep puking. I can't stop. I'm like, all right, fine, fine. We'll reschedule. So we reschedule then. Uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. So like 10 days ago, we get out to the haunted cemetery. I get the tent pitch, fire's going. I got uh, hot dogs cooking, man, you know, like it's in the middle of the day, just getting everything prepped. The paranormal, paranormal investigator, uh, slash medium shows up. I'm like, we in business, we got other people coming, dude, we get like, it's like two hours before sunset. I'm like, dude, this is a great time to, to do this interview. Like the first interview, um, we can bless the place. She had, uh, just tons of equipment and, uh, just very genuine. It's like, she's the expert on this, right? She knows how, uh, how to go about this and out in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone service, somehow literally minutes before we start recording the interview, she gets a voicemail come through to her phone that her brother and sister-in-law, uh, like the sister-in-law has been induced or whatever is in labor and is having this baby. And she needs, you know, she like, needs to go. And she's like, you know, I can stay until like, oh, 
like seven or eight, you know, and I'm just like, ah, running through my head. I'm like trying to piece, you know, scenes together. I'm just like, man, like we're not in the business of just filming stuff and making stuff for the heck of it. We're, we're in the, you know, we're trying to make very interesting documentaries, man. Uh, and legit. So I was like, man, we, we can't have our lead investigator, right. And medium only here for the very beginning of this doc, not being here for the camp out. So I was like, man, we just, we have to, you know, we'll scrap it and we'll reschedule it. So, uh, yeah, I like get my car, drive 20 minutes so I could get cell service to call the other people that are on their way. It was madness, man. It was madness. So twice. Yeah. Like we've been right there on the cusp and had to, had to, uh, yeah, bail. Um, but we're rescheduling here for November 12th. So if any of your listeners worldwide or in the UK can get here uh, to, I would fly into Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's going to be your best bet. Uh, it's like 20 minutes from this campsite, but we can, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you along for this adventure. So we're rescheduling again. We're going to shoot it. It's going to be colder, but yo, I'm of the mindset. It's like, ah, yeah, it stinks in the moment. Um, but it's like, ah, yeah, you know what? Like we'll make a better doc because of it. I don't know why I can't see why or how or understand now, but like in hindsight, we'll be like, bro, it's way better. We filmed that jaunt in November, dude. It would have sucked there in October. We didn't have the right people or the right uh, conditions. Just, I don't know. I'm a firm, but we'll get a better doc out of it. But so that one's still coming for sure. What else have you got lined up? You might, I know you, you, you're thinking ahead all the time. What, what other thoughts have you guys got? I think we probably brought it up on your, <clears throat> your, uh, podcast before about like a remote viewing doc. So I, yep. I've got feelers out to different people. I have a bunch of great contacts in that field. So I'm lining those interviews up, hoping to get those, those filmed here in like November, December at the latest so that we can start cutting that. Um, I, I need to get hot on interviewing these people on reincarnation and like past life regression. We think there's a great doc there, but we haven't started the interviews yet. Um, and then Chris, he's been twisting my arm for a minute here about wanting to film like a haunted Christmas documentary. So, man, we just were fortunate with where we live. There happens to be the city of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. There's a haunted hotel there. And, uh, I need to find, I'd like to find like a haunted cathedral, right? Or church or something as well that we could explore. Uh, but we at least have the haunted hotel. But so we're thinking of probably this Christmas shooting the, uh, a haunted Christmas doc. Uh, and then, I mean, even though it would be finished, we probably won't release it until like Christmas of 2023 cause, or, or Thanksgiving, you know, cause that's like just when they play best. Everybody wants to watch yeah. it. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think we can make something uh, unique and entertaining. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Greg? Or final Simon? thoughts. Dude, well, I love what you guys are doing. Thanks so much for continuing to have myself uh, and Chris on, you know, to represent Dockside Media. Thanks for all the great compliments. For the listeners out there, we're active on uh, Dockside Media is active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. 
We love feedback. If you happen to watch In Plain Sight, the intelligence community and UFOs, uh, whatever streaming platform you choose, uh, whether it's Amazon, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, PlayStation, Microsoft, Play, uh, Microsoft Voodoo, or Vimeo, please like leave a review if you feel particularly moved or compelled. We'd love to hear your feedback, even if it doesn't resonate with you. Like, yo, drop us a bad, you know, like just drop us your honest opinion, man, because you know we think we're like big enough people to understand that we can't please everyone. And at the same time, we don't know everything, right? So we're always looking for different feedback and perceptions and how people view our docs and looking to keep improving and get better. So like, yeah, good, bad, and different, man. We'd love to hear from you for sure. Cool. So cool. give us a follow. Yeah, watch yeah. the docs. We'd love it. Yeah, and if you like In Plain Sight, then you need to go back and watch watch the other ones because we've thoroughly enjoyed the journey with you guys since speaking to you i don't even know when we first spoke to you about probably about a year a year ago nearly now so yeah the first one came out april 19th uh of 2022 so i think yeah so we must have spoken just just around that time yeah 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 so it hasn't been a year right that's crazy i know it seems like we've spoken so many times, so much has happened, but as always, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Unfortunately, Chris can be with us today, um, but when the next one drops, boom, we'll be chatting again about all things Dockside for definite. Keep so, them DMs open, baby. We'll keep sending them to you if you'll keep having us on. We'll be sliding in them like you would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much, Ash and Greg. You guys rock, man. And appreciate all the compliments. Keep on keeping on. Cool, cool. You too, man. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.